the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Money Monday on the answer and the need to watch your money wisely and uh, Invest it wisely. Never goes away. Not at Christmas, not at New Year's, not at any time. That's why we have Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management with us every Monday to talk about your money and managing your wealth. Working toward retirement, Josh is with Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center, and you can get with them at 614-917-1040 or online at aptuswealth.com. The free consultation is good for you in that you gain insight, but you also get a $25 gift card to patronize a local business. So 614-917-1040, aptus, A-P-T-U-S, wealth.com. Good morning, Josh, and let's talk about the news of the day. Joe Manchin says, build back better. He's out on it. Uh, I'm a little skeptical because I know that this is a priority for Democrats and they'll keep coming at him. But as it concerns your view of the economy and the proposals, just in terms of maybe broadly spending $2 trillion more, on the economy, what did you think of Senator Manchin's position? Well, there's a couple of things that did shock me. One, you know, I have family that lives in his state, and uh, his predecessor certainly would have bargained a deal. Uh, you know, give my my state seventy billion, and I'll let it roll through. But Joe Manchin took a pretty strong, pretty strong stance, which I was I was impressed with. Uh, I think you know whether it's Build Back Better or whatever they're going to call it next. I, I don't think that this is over; it's coming back around. And the ideology that we need to, you know, invest back in the infrastructure of the company certainly, or the country certainly sounds like a good idea. Uh, we have some stuff that's old, et cetera. But the problem is we don't have the money to pay for it. Um, and we're in this interesting, unique situation that for the last 40 years or so, you know, as we enter into this year being, you know, the highest uh, inflationary year in the last 40 years, over the last 40 years, the, the, the Fed and the government have always had kind of a magic bullet. And that was when the market starts or the economy starts lagging, we'll simply ease money supply, add money back into the economy, lower interest rates, and we'll spark the economy rather than letting things take its course. The problem with that is the Fed, and this is you know kind of irrespective of what you just asked me, but the Fed is left with a, a, a difficult decision. They're taking the stance that we need to slow inflationary pressure by tightening money supply, but at the same time, we're entering into a period where we have now we have the Omicron virus coming through and a lot of other pressures. If the economy starts to lag, that will leave them between a rock and a hard place. They need to raise interest rates to slow inflation, but they would need to lower interest rates to stimulate the economy. So this is what we enter into a period called stagflation. And the mm-hmm. last time that that happened was back in the 1970s. And if you look back in the 1970s, what happened was you know there was a uh, overinflated stock market. You tell me if this sounds familiar. An overinflated stock market in the growth sector, particularly. <laughs> and over the next several years, what it ended up doing really well was inflationary protected securities, real assets, undervalued securities like value stocks, which have been out of favor here as of late. So I think you know that's the direction that we're heading into now. Whether or not they get past the 
they get the new build back better, you know, 3.0 passed or if it's something else. I think one thing I've seen from recent tweets is this isn't over. They're going to come back with a new plan and it's going to be an expensive. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, they have so many aspects of this. They want the child tax credit and the free pre-K and all that kind of stuff. But I kind of wondered when I heard this, like they're coming hard at Joe Manchin, but is it possible that our economy is poised to do what we hope it does, which is take off kind of on its own, and that he might have done them a favor? Like it's going to take them a while to reconfigure this bill and try to make it acceptable to him. They absolutely have to have his vote. Uh, Is it possible that like just the natural course of things and how our economy works might start to churn in a good way for Democrats without spending this money? I agree 100 percent. I think turning down the bill was the right idea, at least in the iteration I saw. Um, And I I 100 percent agree with what Joe Manchin did. I know that's not going to be favorable, but I think there's a lot of delusion in Washington. You know, I've I've, uh, made the terrible mistake of taking a look at some of the Twitter posts over the last week. And Hmm. you you have Chuck Schumer saying the only way to combat inflation and to lower, um, you know, the costs of of all of the goods and services around the country is with spending a two trillion dollar Build Back Better plan. Um, the only way to stimulate the economy is to cancel all student loan debt. Uh, these are not these are not real solutions. These are band-aids on gunshot wounds to just make things look good for a very short period of time. This does not promote a healthy economy in the long run. So I think you know Manchin turning this down was the right move. I'm, I know that might not be favorable with all listeners, but uh, that was the that was the right call. Josh Pick is our guest. Money Monday, the segment we do it every Monday, and we may be doing it a little bit later in the coming weeks because of the holiday weeks. So uh, stay tuned. I'll be tweeting out on the Hooli Show Facebook page when we will be having Josh on the show. But you should never lose track of your money, and they never do at Aptus Wealth Management because that's what they're about, growing your wealth so that you can have an enjoyable and a safe retirement. 614-917-1040 is the number. Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. And Josh hosts the Aptus Wealth Retirement Blueprint Radio Show every Saturday, 4 p.m. here on 989 the answer. Okay, so end of the year, we're kind of accustomed to everything wrapping up. Got to have this paid. Got to have that paid if we want to put it in our taxes in 2021. It's got to be done by Jan, uh, by by D31. But that's not true when it comes to IRAs. And a lot of people might be, oh, I'm in the holidays, or oh, I lost my job, or oh, I don't have any money right now. But the ability to contribute and max out your 401k, Josh, stretches into 2022. Yeah, IRA contributions aren't due for the previous year until April 15th of the following year. There are some things that do have restrictions, you know, HSAs and, and some other things, but it's important to know what your deadlines are, uh, and they can make a difference. The beautiful part about the IRA contribution uh, is you can kind of, you know, bet on the horses after the race. You can look at what your tax situation is and see if it makes a tremendous amount of sense for you to do a traditional versus a Roth, and then make the contribution retroactively to the year prior and affect your taxes. I have a lot of people that that call me literally after the taxes are done and say, you know, what can I do to lower this tax bill? Hmm. We can walk through the math with them. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, I think that, you know, for us last year, we found that had we invested in my wife's business just a little bit more, it would have made a huge difference on our taxes. So uh, taking a look at your taxes and estimating your taxes end of the year, I would assume that has some value as you approach your money and approach managing your wealth. Am I correct? Of course. And, you know, remember, in the United States, we have a progressive tax system. So 
that does not mean we oftentimes hear things like, well, I'm in a 22% bracket. That does not mean that all of your money is in the 22% bracket. There's a 10, a 12, and then a 22. And there's break points along the way, and then so on and so forth. Obviously, there's more brackets beyond that. But it's important to note that if you're just kind of into another bracket, let's say you're $4,000 into the next bracket, you could save yourself a huge amount of taxes proportionally by doing an IRA contribution and lowering your tax liability back into that 12% bracket. This is incredibly useful, by the way, um, uh, in tax planning when you get into your retirement years as well, when you think about the fact that you know, Medicare, for example, you're charged on your Medicare based upon your income. So being in a lower income bracket not only saves you the taxes on your income, but can lower the cost of things like your Medicare bill. Josh Pick is our guest, Aptus Wealth Management, 614-917-1040. Get that free consultation. Get a $25 gift card. Learn about your money. Plan for retirement. Don't just show up and, I oh, hope I have enough. No, no. You need to plan for your retirement. You need a professional like Aptus Wealth Management. Their advisors can help you with that, 614-917-1040. So there's a perception I've had as I head toward retirement that I need to lower the risk of my investments as I get older, and I think generally that's true, but... I think a lot of people think that means I got to pull all my money out of the stock market. I got to put it in bonds. My question is, are there quote unquote safe stocks, big companies? I'm thinking, I don't know, Microsoft, Walmart, uh, McDonald's. Uh, But then when I think about that, I think, well, uh, GE would have been a company that years ago I would have said that's a safe stock. And I don't know uh, if it is or isn't anymore, but what do you think about the concept of getting your money out of the, quote, risky investments, or are all stocks risky? Well, I would say all stocks are risky in the short run. Um, and I, I like to define, rather than saying risk, let's say volatility. The problem with uh, owning entirely 100% of your assets in stocks of any kind, really, when you retire, is not that they're risky. If you think about big blue-chip stocks, if you were to pick the S&P 500, for example, that's 500 stocks. And if you hold them for a long period of time, you're going to be rewarded for that patience. And there's no question that not all of them are going to go out of business and not all of them are going to have terrible decades. You're going to do very, very well with that approach. But the problem is volatility. And when you reach retirement, why you want to tear back is because you're taking money out of your investments. And it's a terrible scenario when the market, let's say it were to pull back 30%, and then you take money out of those investments at the bottom. That's effectively buying high and selling low, right? So it's important that you come up with a strategy to manage volatility. That does not mean, however, that you pull all of your money out of stocks, which is what's important is that you figure out a way to ladder that volatility out in a very logical approach so that you have money that you're going to take, money that you're going to leave alone. And of course, there's shades of gray in the middle there, but you want to have some money exposed to the market, particularly in inflationary environments like we're in today. Josh Pick is our guest, Aptus Wealth Management. Listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, Saturdays, 4 p.m. here on The Answer. Get with Josh and his team at 614-917-1040. Let's wrap with this one. We don't talk a lot about other investors' approach or uh, one of the gurus out there in terms of helping people build wealth is Dave Ramsey. He's got a radio show. It goes nationwide. He's got a lot of people, a lot of different uh, aspects off his business. And I think his overall thing is no debt. No debt, no debt. Because when you have debt, you're always paying more than you actually borrow because of interest rates and all that kind of stuff. What do you think about uh, the Dave Ramsey, quote-unquote, viewpoint and debt? And uh, what would you say to people out there, Josh, who have debt in their home, debt in maybe a car or credit card debt or things like that? 
Well, I think everybody conveys their message a little bit differently, and, and I'm never going to argue that Dave Ramsey isn't great on the radio because he certainly is. He's a syndicated radio host. He's done very well. You get on to Tennessee, he owns half of Nashville, it seems like. So very <laughs> successful guy. Um, obviously very anti-debt, uh, and I'm not saying anything that Dave hasn't said himself, but you know he's gone bankrupt uh, at least once, maybe a couple of times. So to be debt-averse makes a tremendous amount of sense. The other thing that he's done, though, is he's done a lot of research studies on uh, wealthy people, particularly retirees, yeah. looking at what do they look like. Contrary to what we might believe, what does the millionaire next door actually look like? And there's tons of books written about this, but what he determined was most of them, have very limited debt, if any. And he talks about good debt versus bad debt. Now, I'm not going to argue that there's a lot of bad debt out there. I'm not going to argue that uh, you know most people need to have debt on their home. Um, I think, but at the same time, uh, his previous iterations of his program was essentially pay off all debt, ignore saving altogether, and don't save until you pay off all your debt. And the reality is, in today's world, if that isn't impossible, it sets you up for failure. Um, but he's changed his tune over the years, and he said, let's come up with a small emergency fund. Let's pay off all our bad debt, keep our homes, save 15% towards retirement, and then go back and try and pay off the remainder of the debt. And uh, while I think that, that that strategy is a very blanketed statement and it's unique for everybody, I don't think that's a bad approach. Uh, I mean, it's, it's much like saying, you know, my workout program is the best. When in reality, all I told you to do is make sure you get up early every morning, eat good food, and get 60 minutes of exercise for 50, you know, five days a week. Well, no matter what you do, that's better than probably what you're doing right now, but it doesn't mean it's the best. Um, but I agree with this 15% saving rule. I think it's a good uh, benchmark to try and aim for. Very good. Always great to have you on the show. Josh Pick, Aptus Wealth Management, 614-917-1040. Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Get your $25 gift card, a free consultation. It is well worth your time, not just because you get the gift card, but because you learn perspectives on savings and how to multiply your wealth, manage your wealth, and I would highly recommend the Aptus team to do that for you. Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Josh, Merry Christmas to you, your family, your colleagues. I look forward to talking to you after Christmas. You as well. Thanks, Chris. So I apologize for the challenges today. Technologically, that's what happens when you do the show remotely. A little bit of a scratchy throat, just being safe, staying away today. And hope to be back in the studio tomorrow. We will see how that goes. Joe Biden tomorrow will be in Atlanta. He'll be talking about voter suppression. Evil, evil GOP out there trying to keep minorities from voting. Uh, He would like everyone to vote. In fact, he would like everyone who's going to vote for a Democrat to vote three or four times. He would like to make the entire country Chicago during the Mayor Daley administration. Yes, that would be wonderful from Joe Biden's perspective. And he has one of his henchmen out there, James Clyburn, congressman from South Carolina, saying all kinds of things about voter suppression is an existential threat and I was given the right to vote by the 15th Amendment, and only one political party voted for the 15th Amendment. So Joe Manchin of West Virginia not going along with our attempt to end the filibuster and force Republicans to do this is an insult to me. James Clyburn is a black American who received the right to vote thanks to no bipartisan support for the 15th Amendment. Only one party voted for the 15th Amendment. Yes, James Clyburn is correct. Only one party did vote for the 15th Amendment. That party was... Not James Clyburn's party, not Chuck Schumer's party, not Joe Biden's party. It was the Republican Party. I looked it up. It doesn't take much effort. 
39-13 in the Senate with 14 abstentions. How many Democrats were among the 39? Zero. In the House, 144 to 44, 35 abstentions. How many Democrats were among the 144 that voted for voting rights in the House of Representatives after the Civil War? Zero. Yes, it was. A complete lack of bipartisan support from the party James Clyburn now wants to entrust with election integrity. Sorry, not going along with that, James. Nor am I going along with all the histrionic characterizations of Republicans wanting to insist on election integrity as voter suppression. It's an easy case to make when you have all your sycophants and bootlicks in the media making that case for them. And the Democratic Party certainly has that. Right-wing domestic violent extremism is the single greatest threat facing this country. Domestic terrorism is our number one threat. There are elements of the GOP that are starting to look like the jihadists. What I would call MAGA terrorists. Domestic Trump terrorists. The Republican Party is basically a domestic terrorist cell at this point. We can go after international terrorists. Why can't we do it at home? MAGA and the domestic terror threat is much more worrisome than any foreign threat violent looking angry spewing parents we've never seen anything like we're seeing at these school boards now what on earth has happened in this country you look at the rage the anger you think what is this doing to the children in those homes they want to shut down our schools and you know move kids over to charter schools and private schools um, without the oversight of the state and that's wrong you're either with them or with us Ah, by the way, tonight is the first school board meeting for many of the great candidates that we were fortunate enough to advocate for in the fall and get elected. Uh, Say a prayer for your local school board if you supported a candidate who is uh, one of those evil people who is against critical race theory teaching, against social emotional learning, against incorporating the transgender lie that you can be born a male but Presto changeo, magically become a female just by saying you are. Pray for those people. They need your prayers. And more importantly, they need your attendance at school board meetings tonight. Your vote was a very consequential aspect of them becoming elected, but they will be bullied at meetings and they need to have support at those meetings. And so I would highly encourage you to go to your local school board meeting tonight, Upper Arlington and Dublin and Hilliard, Jonathan Alder, Olin Tangy. Make your voice heard. And don't let people who've been on the board before sell you on, well, I should be the board president because I have experience on the board. No, if you were swept into office by a voting margin that was way beyond what other candidates received in the past, then you have a mandate. Use it. Use it. Insist upon one of the new candidates bringing a fresh perspective to the school board because that is what the people voted for. That is why you're on the board. I appreciate very much your courage in running for the position and putting yourself out there and taking the criticism. I appreciate it very, very much. But don't lose your nerve now. You are on that board for a reason because people, parents, put their trust in you. I hearken back to the plainly spoken rebuke that Nehemiah spoke to those who were criticizing him rumor-mongering, accusing him of insurrection when he was rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. He said, nothing like what you were saying is going on. You are making it up out of your own head. Keep that in mind. 
for your response to the leftists who oppose you on your effort to return our schools to teaching authentic American history. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.